Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. This episode is Cabin Fever. We got Cabin Fever. We're flipping our bandanas. Been stuck this island so long that we have simply gone bananas. <laughs> Which is actually pretty appropriate to this episode, because this episode was bananas. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like We were talking about last episode being kind of rammed up in the spooky. This is just in the, like, crazy. Just, <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. So where do we start on this thing? You want to do flashback stuff? Yeah, let's do flashback stuff because that's self-contained. Although it does reflect on Locke's on island story, pretty you know. And the the Richard stuff's weird. I mean, it's very interesting, but yeah. we can't. You don't know the full story. So, did you have any idea when it started who <laughs> what this was where this was going? I mean, the the flashback stuff, you know. I understand that there were hints about John's future. On the island, in uh, Richard visiting him when he was a kid, and in um, the black guy that pretends to work for Oceanic or whatever it is. Yeah, Abandon? Uh, Abandon? Abaddon? Abaddon. Abaddon. Uh, he confused me. Yeah, he's, his presence is probably more confusing than Richard's presence in a lot of ways. I don't understand what the deal was with Richard presenting young <laughs> John with those objects and... Yeah, yeah. There's a second half of that, isn't there? Season five? Hmm? Oh, yes. No, season five it has the second half of that idea. But I, we won't. Do we want to talk about that now or not? We need to save that probably for Janelle's sake. I suppose. I mean, suffice it to say, here, you seeing Richard here seems like a clue. It's like, yeah, well, it has been planned for Locke to come here for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Except <laughs> Locke was the one who told Richard to go visit him on the day of his birth. So that's odd. Yeah. Just <laughs> what was that? What? No. no. <laughs> what? What? Uh, huh? When did that happen? No, we we haven't we haven't got there yet. Oh, okay. yeah. Just, we're just, we're being uh, we're giving just enough to be stuff. cryptic. Yes. Yeah. It's so it's a very weird phenomenon. Richard basically is forewarned to keep an eye on Locke, but apparently he's not ready yet. Richard seemed particularly disappointed that he picked the knife as opposed to. Some other object. Yes. The other object comes into play. I think the other object is actually the compass. Yes. If I remember right. The Book of Law was very interesting. I mean... Who picked the compass? What? Well, he, he looked at the compass and then he set it aside. So, yeah. But it's interesting that this whole episode, flashback-wise, is basically Locke trying not to be... I don't know what exactly, but he's... It's just interesting that he's trying to be the cool chosen one and not the geeky science learned one. Yeah. For a man of science, man of faith thing is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it, it reminds me of there, a flashback episode, I think early season three, the one where he goes to the drug commune. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole conversation about whether Locke is a hunter or a farmer. And yeah. the cop thinks he's a farmer and Locke desperately wants to be a hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wants to be... But it's an interesting conundrum for Locke because he he wants validation. He wants to be accepted with other people. And as a high schooler, especially probably in yeah. that time period, being validated was being the, the jock, the cool yeah. kid, the the boxer, the all those things. But we have seen Locke as he grew up. He did have interest in lots of different things, which mm-hmm. fits in well with the science, the nerdy kid. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting conundrum of Locke's life of the conflict between what he wants to be and the situations that are open to him to become. Because uh, he's not, this is open can of worms that maybe we should, he's not really chosen, is he? Yes and no. <laughs> I mean. Not in the way he thinks he's chosen. Not in the way he thinks, but he's chosen. He is chosen, 
Jacob does visit him. There's well in that way, but not in the way. I mean, remember, it is a miracle that he he survived okay. the fall off an eight story well, building. The whole like being chosen to run the island thing is a little. That's a little more of a long con, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's I don't I don't where don't know where I don't remember where Abdadam or whatever. His I think name is, he, didn't, we, didn't we think he worked for Widmore? That's that's my thought. But here we see him in the flashback pushing him toward the walkabout, which is how he got on Oceanic eight fifteen in the first place. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's a little confusing. I guess there's a lot we don't know about how much Jacob and Man in Black knew about. The end. I mean, we we know that they were like at least Jacob, particularly with has been. We don't really know how he was putting all the pieces into play. Well, and then the man in black. I mean, the whole the whole lot. And we can't talk a lot about it till season five. Well, the whole how Richard came could be the same way they know about walkabout. I mm. mean, there are things you know because things were it's it's they circular. Were, I suppose that's yeah. There's a possibility there. That's a good point. I forgot about that. They know certain things because of what the survivors wound up doing. There, there is like who, who is who, like who wrote Beethoven's Ninth <laughs> from the Doctor Who episode, which was a, which was a question even before that episode, but they used for that episode. Yes, I guess there's some possibility there that that's how they have that had that foreknowledge to even begin looking into the stuff. But then, yeah, it's a time loop thing. But yeah, okay. time loops don't really bother me paradoxically. No, I think I think it's purposely set up that way. I think that's the entire point of the compass at some point. Oh. Um, and see, anyways, yeah. we're, we're going into weird territory and Janelle is probably more confused than she, even she needs to be after this episode. <laughs> so, uh, on Island, let's talk, well, on Locke, let's talk, um, I, I find it fascinating that really Alex's death is where Ben starts making his arc completely changes. Mm. Yeah. He basically said, look, the Island doesn't want me. I used <laughs> to have you. dreams. I used to have, yeah, I used to have dreams. I used to be special. I know what it was like. It's fascinating to me to think, in retrospect, given where Hurley winds up in all this, that he's with these two for this whole. I know this whole conversation. It's very fascinating. I don't know if they knew at this point where that was going, but it works really well. It does. That last little shot where Hurley shares a candy bar with Ben. Oh, that's so great! The the humanity, the only humanity on the island, almost sometimes is Hurley. And so, yeah, we're all over the place. You know, let's get, before we confuse you even, even further, let's get your newbie thoughts. Ignore what we were talking about. Just yeah, tell, nothing, tell. you don't know that yet, so. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, pretty much. Drawing a blank here. So they have to move the island. Yeah, yeah, how did you feel about that last, uh, they need to move the island bit? I said, beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a big, a uh, bigger laugh in the room than you just heard. <laughs> I think that a lot of people, when that line came on, everyone's just like, wait, what? Yeah, that was kind of a throw your hands up there. It's like, of course, sure, move the island. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was that David, from David Tennant and Doctor Who, the, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was, you had millions of people yep. screaming at their TVs. Yes, yes. This episode got a lot of everyone just like, oh. Let's start with, okay, let's, let's go to the easy stuff. How do you feel about Kimi? Oh, I <laughs> uh, wanted him to get a taste of his own medicine. If you didn't already hate him enough, man. Yeah, no, he, he is a monster. Like, yeah, a full-fledged monster. Oh, man. Oh, also, Lapidus deciding to go ahead and fly them back to the island. I was very much hoping that he'd, like, take them the other direction or something. <laughs> like, away from the island. Like, why... I mean, 
That's the weird thing about hostage situations where you're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Pardon my French. Like if he doesn't fly them, well, he's dead. And so is everyone else. A bunch of innocent people on the freighter is going to die. If he does take them, well, in those situations, you sometimes have to go along with the the bad guy just in the hopes of like you can create another outcome somehow. Right. Um, Which I guess is why he tossed the phone off into the survivor camp. Yeah. Although I, I do find it odd that he flew directly over the survivor camp when the helicopter hadn't ever flown that closely to their camp before. But, you know. You might do it on purpose. Yeah, I suppose so. I do think it's interesting, the time shenanigans here. Man, I know that there's a big time differential, but the doctor washed ashore, like, practically a full day ahead of him actually dying. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. Well, how long did it take him back in a couple episodes when they're trying to communicate to him? And I wonder I, if... I feel like... That's right, because they found him during the daytime, even. Well, I wonder if it depends on how far off you are from the 305. Time differential might be completely different depending on... I suppose so. I mean, things get super wonky here, so... Yeah, that's true. There's a very wonky time barrier all around that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just noticeably different like when daniel faraday did his uh missile test mm-hmm. that was only off by like what maybe an hour yeah if that here we have like a day at least a day maybe two i wonder you know if some of that's just it was an hour then it still had to wash ashore i mean yeah maybe it's still an well i mean th- but the other oh, weird thing back, is yeah. that not only the fact that it took that long but then the was, helicopter took off the same night but i guess they they were on the right they were right on the right yeah it they're doesn't matter the, as long as you're on the same, on the 305. The, yeah, the one. I wonder how they found that window, actually. Well, Whitmore would have known. Because that's how you had to take the sub out. Well, okay, that's true. I mean, he's only but, way off the island. But, I mean, I guess, I wonder how anyone ever figured out that that was the weak spot oh, in the island okay. barrier, that you had to go on that particular yeah. bearing. But, yeah, whatever. The captain, I found a really interesting character. We speculated earlier, maybe he already knew Michael. I guess not. I, I don't think he did. No, not until, was a, yeah. was more until... Saeed dumped him there. But it's interesting. We didn't know how much the captain was involved in all this. Because there's a lot from the season. Man, it's these episodes are interesting because a lot of it feels... They crammed a lot of stuff in these couple episodes that we didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. So the captain is an interesting character to watch in the midst of all this firestorm. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, captain, whatever your name was. Galt? Was it Galt? I think it was Galt. Okay. I could be wrong. I could go with that. (laughs) I thought I, I completely forgotten there was a second... You know that that secret thing Kimi pulled out to know where where he thinks Linus is going. Hmm. I not I not even remember that, which I think must be from my vague memories of the finale, the Orchid. Oh, you think? Which would be the only way off the island. It looked like that folder had a Dharma logo on mm-hmm. it. So. Well, because we know from a flash forward that Ben does get off the island. That's true. Somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, in the middle in of a desert, middle of the Sahara, wearing a parka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably that's probably the information he's looking for. Interesting. And if I remember right, yeah, the thing that's strapped to his arm isn't that like to a bomb on the freighter or something, or somewhere that basically if he dies, then something goes wonky. Isn't it one of those like what do they call those things? Dead man, yeah, dead man switch. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Man, the last two episodes also just set up a lot of little pieces that we'll get next episode. And I remember, though, like, I mean, I can only imagine going into these next episodes, although I think mm, I need to check and see that on how, how these episodes are timed. Uh, I don't remember the next episode is actually a season finale or uh, a, setup. a setup for a season finale. But yeah, like, 
as an audience would be like, I have no idea where this is all I, going. Yeah, if I didn't have some clue, I still don't remember much of what happens because of the big strokes. I'm like, I'm really excited for this finale. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be fun. Yeah, and, and you know, a certain, certain, the big things that happen, some of the details and how we get there, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be surprising. Anything else we haven't touched on? <laughs> it it was neat and sad to see a little bit more of Locke's origin story. Mm-hmm. His sixteen-year-old uh, mother mm-hmm. uh, prematurely giving birth because of a car hitting her or something, mm-hmm. and yeah, Locke being called a miracle baby, and then and then his mother basically abandons him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting watching all that scene where she wound up later on. Basically, you kind of get the sense that she just kind of wasted her life, or yeah. based on what we when we saw her in the previous flashback. Did you guys watch it more recently? Did she claim he was immaculately conceived? Only because Anthony Cooper told her to tell him that. Okay, because he, he did yes. that basically to get his his yeah, so. locks attention. So Anthony and... Cooper has been a horrible person for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Oh, that's right. Oh man. I was I forgot. You know, Anthony Cooper really is his father, so that means yeah. No, the mom said is she is like twice her age. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Anyway, so Christian's just basically playing as if he's working for Jacob, right? Yes, I'm not him. I can talk for him. I mean, granted, I don't know that Jacob would have given them a very straight answer anyway. I don't. He wouldn't even be involved. He wouldn't even. Helped him. <laughs> Jacob's useless. Not useless, but, but he's very like, free will, go do what you want. I'm going to make some more tapestries. <laughs> <sighs> also, what about Claire in the cat? Oh, I know. I'm going with my infected thing, Tim. Yeah, I mean, she definitely seemed wonky out of it. Although, from what I remember, when we... What? No, no, not quite. I, it, it may be something different. I mean, <laughs> I, seem, I seem to remember. I seem to remember later on, even when when they find Claire again, she's still kind of like, "Oh, I like this Christian Shepherd guy. Yeah. He's my friend." And I think she's been somewhat hoodwinked from now. I like there. Yeah, there's something wrong. something wonky. I mean, yeah. when we see her again later on, it's very clear she's gone kind of crazy. But that is all. It's also because of. You know, I feel yeah. like I feel like it'd be a fun podcast just to take someone who knows nothing about losses aren't talking like this. <laughs> oh, wait, we already do that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Well, it just is right. It's especially right here. Right. End of four, beginning of five, where yeah. it's especially crazy. Yeah. And the only reason why we're still talking and later on, we won't talk in such generalities, but there's some. Interesting developments. I'd be really ashamed to spoil for going at the beginning of season five. We're so close to it. Yeah, exactly. So, so sorry. We'll have to talk in riddles for just a little bit longer. Yeah, this is this is when the writers decide, like, well, we got end date. We're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> and yeah. they did. They 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 like okay. We don't have to worry about pleasing the network anymore. <laughs> we will go full <laughs> scale, particularly next season. But even, yeah, even here they're kind of leaning toward that. We're like. Yeah, let's just make this a little creepier, a little weirder. Yes, Richard was there the day of, or shortly after Locke's birth. We're going to move an island. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Fun times. All right. Yeah, anything else? We need to wrap this up. This is getting long. So, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. Remember, our main podcast, Zero Trends of Thoughts, is usually more sane than Lost is. Um, but we talk about all manner of storytelling over there. 
So find that on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye-bye.